November 13th, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 31. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, though God had promised him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham assumed that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. It was by faith that Isaac blessed his two sons, Jacob and Esau. He had confidence in what God was going to do in the future. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. And it was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, confidently spoke of God's bringing the people of Israel out of Egypt. He was so sure of it that he commanded them to carry his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid of what the king might do. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be treated as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of the Messiah than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to the great reward that God would give him. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt. He was not afraid of the king. Moses kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians followed, they were all drowned. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho seven days, and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute did not die with all the others in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Well, two things, uh, speaking particularly to Christian leaders. Anybody who thinks that they have arrived there by virtue of their own capacity is not fit to lead. Anyone who thinks that is not fit to lead because the whole issue of a calling is so well worded by the Apostle Paul. He says to the people, look, you can boast in whatever you want. I've got more credentials against my name than I'd want to even testify and he tells you of his tribe, he tells you of his lead, his studies and all of that. He says, I can't all this thing but but refuse. All this thing is garbage. 
that I may gain the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So biblically and scripturally, forget it. Uh, somebody once said to uh, uh, um, Winston Churchill that he was a self-made man and Churchill said, you have just relieved God of a very solemn responsibility. So biblically and scripturally, if you think you're a self-made person, just forget that and put that aside. The Bible reminds you again and again that you are where you are in a position of leadership because of the presence of God in your life and his calling. If you go through the New Testament, you'll find the word leader hardly ever comes, but the word servant comes hundreds of times. We are really called to serve. So the second thing I would say to you is if you are a leader, make sure what you believe. Don't, be, don't get carried around by the wind of every new doctrine that comes around. Study the scriptures to know what the Bible tells you about life, about meaning, about sacredness, about your eternal destiny about what God teaches us, about the, 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 the condition of human beings, even at the end of life. All kinds of newfangled theories are coming out. Be careful that you don't get swallowed up by every wind of doctrine. So remain humble. You didn't arrive where you are because of your own skill. Remember that the word of God tells you you are called there by his grace and by his mercy. Take the word of God as the truth that you are to believe. And lastly, about that, let me say this, you know, even your voice, even your skeletal makeup, even your muscular build can go like that, just like that. I've met preachers who've lost their voice and cannot speak, their vocal cords are gone. I battle a lot of back issues, sometimes never sure whether my back is gonna make it for another year or so, or for that matter, another day. So everything is fragile and vulnerable. I am not here by virtue of my strength. We're here by virtue of God's call and God's strength. That alone ought to remind us of why we need to be humble. The very voice, the very ability to stand and speak, the very gift of language, the very calling is the gift of God. And if that's not enough to keep us humble, I don't know what will. God is able to bring you to a place of where he wants you. And the best way to get there is to be an imitator of Christ, not a manufacturer of some sense of celebrity in yourself. If you are humble, God will use you. If you are arrogant, he will know how to break you.